y'all. Welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank, and today I'm joined once again by Lori Calcaterra. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me back on. I love this show. I have a blast. I watch you on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's where I see you the most, too, actually, is TikTok. Yeah. Uh, man, this is such a good story. We're talking Path of the Pill Rider. Uh, can you remind people what's going on with this world? Yeah. So in Path of the Pill Rider, death is broken. Your body can die, but your soul does not leave or transition. Um, you're stuck there as you decay and your brain rots in your skull. You lose time. You are forgetful, violent, detached, um, chaotic and dangerous. Right. And again, it's not just people. It's animals, insects, yeah. fish. Nothing dies correctly anymore. Um, so when we start this story, we're 10 years into that kind of apocalypse and things have devolved back to the Wild West. And we're following a cowboy named Jude Sinclair, who is like the last guy still looking for the answer of why do the dead no longer die? Yeah. And we're also kind of taking a look back at how it all started, too, with issue three. And now yes. we're going into issue four, which is going to be wrapping up that story. How do you how do you do that? How do you manage that transition of telling the story back without losing anybody who might be in on the current story? Um, I wanted to show people the terrible apocalypse first. I wanted people to see the big Jameses and how yeah. how people treat each other and how dangerous everything is, no matter if you're in the wild or in a town or it's population. No, po it's dangerous. Right. That's the whole idea of one and two is to introduce you to the world as it is now. But then it's such an interesting apocalypse and it's so specific about how it works. We needed to show that. Mm -hmm. So uh, we had to have that flashback where Jude was like, do you remember when the first day and the first time you saw it happen? And we go back to that. But it's great because it feels there's so much exposition in number three where it's like this is the day it started and how quickly yeah. things just break down between government. Um, it's, it's political. It's, you know, ethics issues. There's famine, there's water issues. There's just so many things happening at the same time. Um, we as a people are not prepared for that level of just destruction and chaos. And, and we make bad choices and ultimately things burn down. So yeah, we pick up in number four, where we left off at number three. Um, if you, <laughs> if you follow my reading, I always leave that last page and I get you with it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. And everybody's always mad at me like, dang it, Lori. Mm -hmm. Um, but that once, you know, you want to come back and find out what happens next. So we're dealing with that. Um, number four kind of wraps up like the first part of the story. If it's like if it was a movie, it'd be like first act. Right. right. And then um, there's four issues in the middle. And then there's another four issues to wrap up that first arc. And um, things burn down, Frank. We yeah. burn them down. It's the end of an era kind of thing. The Roman Empire is gone. Um, and time starts over. It's the new normal, the new future um, that Jude St. Clair has he's kind of showed you in the first two episodes. Yeah. Um, we pick up and you'll see why he is the way he is. That trauma that happens um, is With, really, really massive. Yeah. Without spoilers, what do you think it is about Jude that makes him so able in this new world? Well, he's he's just so damn determined. Yeah, he seems um, to have a goal when everybody else gives up, you know? Yeah. And if you think, I mean, you we've kind of showed it a little bit each issue where he's very determined to the point where he puts himself at risk to get the answer. Um, and he doesn't always make good decisions. So it sucks to be Jude St. Clair. 
but it, he picks him up. He picks himself up by the bootstraps. He finds his hat like Indiana Jones, puts mm-hmm. it on and keeps going um, because in his mind, no one else is looking for the answer. And if he doesn't do it, nobody else will. Um, so I think it's his determination that really sets him apart. But he does have some skills. He can fight. He's kind of a scrapper. Um, he's obviously survived a few things um, yeah. in his days that he's still around. And uh, we're going to throw a whole lot more at poor Jude St. Clair and see what he does. If he could survive Big James, he could survive anything, really. He <laughs> got point. lucky, didn't he? Like, <laughs> yeah. he passed out. If he hadn't have passed out, he'd be dead. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think, you know, is he looking to, right? Is he looking <laughs> to restore humanity or just try to find some sort of hope for a better future? I think he's trying to do both. Like he, he really wants to know the why. And then if he can figure that out, can he put it right? Can he, can he stop it? Um, There is some, there's other things that's going on with Jude where he um, is so determined. um, He does not want to be, he doesn't want to go through it. You know, he can see, he has seen it time and time again, how people deteriorate and how terrible it is and the mm-hmm. toll that it takes. And he just, he's afraid. So, yeah, um, yeah that's part of an, another part of his motivation is like he needs to solve it so that he doesn't have to deal with it as well. Yeah. That kind of determination in this world, it's hard to trust other people. What kind of person yeah. attaches themselves to such an adventure? Like, it's how does dude? he... Well, yeah, who's going to attach themselves to Jude? There's only like one crazy person I could think of, but is there anybody in particular? <laughs> like, like, why uh, do you think he's, he can, like, what kind of team is going to join him is what I'm saying, basically. Um, he does create a team at some point. Um, you're going to see Jude make some connections, but Jude is kind of a loner. So okay. any kind of um, team up he has is usually temporary because this world is so difficult. It's hard to make attachment. Um, because, you know, they could die really of anything. You could die of dysentery. You could get mauled by a bear, whatever. <laughs> Dwayne's going to stick around, right? You don't break my heart now. I need, I need I'm not going to break your heart. Dwayne is around for a long time. Okay, good. But they may <laughs> not always be on the same path. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I see Dwayne um, so as kind may... of like the bard following the witcher kind of guy, you know, like. Yeah, he's exactly. Out. He's always exactly. <laughs> Dwayne is kind of like. The guy that is in the apocalypse is probably the best suited to survive the apocalypse because he just doesn't care. Yeah. Um, you could be alive. You can be undead. He doesn't care. If you give him a beer, we're friends. Um, and he just kind of like walks through the world like it's not on fire. It's so refreshing and comedic at times. Um, Dwayne Fink is a breath of fresh air in this world. But um, he kind of... <laughs> It's also dangerous to be around Dwayne. <laughs> For sure. Always seems to get into trouble. <laughs> I wonder what he would do if he ran into Big James. <laughs> He'd be like, oh, look, a fuzzy bear. Like, <laughs> we should run, Dwayne. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah that's a good, good point. Good point. Yeah, that's yeah. What we should do that. We're going to see Dwayne in some mortal peril in uh, issue number five. So, <laughs> okay. Oh, man, I can't wait. Yeah. Mortal so peril. <laughs> we have issue four here, and that's going to be wrapping up the first trade. Is that correct? Yes, yes, that is correct. So uh, one, two, three, and four. um, And this is what I love about producing them as a floppy is people get to read them as, you know, as we go with the intention that we are creating um, a trade paperback, three of them for the first arc. 
with yeah. four issues each. And then that would be great to do an omnibus. Oh, good Lord. Oh, God, that'd you be so imagine. Cool. Yeah. Oh, someday. Hashtag goals. Um, yeah, hashtag but yeah, goals so sure. <laughs> you're going to see <laughs> all four. Um, and the cool part is now, if anybody's been following along Path of the Pale Rider, we produced issue number one in black and white. Um, we were new to indie and we had kickstarted the first time. And um, that's all we could afford. Um, the story is great in black and white. People love the black and white series. But when we got to number two and we showed what the world looked like in color, everybody agreed it was far superior. Mm -hmm. um, so the trade paperback will be the first time we premiere issue number one in color. Matt Chambers, our current colorist, is, is actually coloring issue. I got pages today. So um, I'm very excited to see that issue um, really come to life and, and match the others. And then the trade paperback is just going to be a joy to have. I'm so excited. That's so cool because for people who have been sticking with this journey the whole time, I mean, of course, I myself, I'm going to buy that trade. I already know that for sure. But it's neat that I'm also going to be able to revisit the old ones and see it in a new light. Like, that's such a cool feature. Yeah. I love that. And we I always had the intent of going back to color. Yeah. But it's like now what's actually happening. And it's just, um, uh, what do I want to say? It's like, check off the bucket list. You feel yeah. fulfilled that you're actually well, yeah. at that point. Like, look how far we've come where we can go back, you know, and when we, when we first did the issue, we were so excited just to get it out. You know what I mean? In black and white, we were so excited. Now we're like, Oh, we can do it in color. Like, let's yeah. do it. <laughs> it's crazy. Honestly, Lori, that this is your first comic book because that first issue, the story, and of course the art that we're seeing from, from Marco and stuff was so spot on that it was like, they, it felt like you've been in this business for a while. It was oh, really good. Thank you so yeah. much. And um, what I really love about that is, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> oh yeah. Big I keep developing and keep learning. And every year that we're in indie, we, we, um, we do better. We, we learn new skills and um, yeah, it's going to continue. Now, again, the script has already been written. I wrote it in 2018. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not changing it. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be what it is. Um, but the cool part is, is that we get to now produce it and enjoy. And every issue just keeps getting crazier. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing Marco DeFillo tackle some of the things I built into this story. Yeah. Sorry, Marco. <laughs> Outside of being, you know, a writer, now you're actually a marketer. You're you're really running an entire company now. What are some yes. of the challenges you didn't expect when you started this adventure? The amount of time it takes to do this. This is a full-time job. I actually left my job um a couple of years ago and I do this full-time. And it That's takes cool. me every day and it's amazing because like you could work for somebody for 40 hours a week or you could work for yourself for 80 <laughs> yeah right um oh, yeah. so i mean the amount of hats that i have to wear is kind of what surprised me where it's like okay so i'm managing artists i have to write contracts um there's the whole marketing aspect you know how do you market what's the best way to market and then once you figure out what works for your audience to continually do that, especially while you're campaigning, um, I tend to be on, I don't know, 30 plus podcasts that are not my own um, while I'm campaigning. And then in addition to that, I make trips to local comic book stores and I table for the day. And then in addition to that, I do comic cons while we're uh, kickstarting as well. So I'm super busy. And um, thank God my family is supportive because i don't see them yes. too much that is cool. <laughs> like we got an hour come see mom 
You also have the side gig as Ellie Brock, the undead reporter. <laughs> so let's not forget that too. Oh my Lord. I had so much fun. I was like, one of the dead came and joined me for my Kickstarter video. <laughs> but, but really where it started with is um, we as creators are always encouraged to make a Kickstarter video, yeah. but then people don't watch them. They're like, oh, this is great. They watch for about three seconds and they click off. You can mm -hmm. tell how many people are watching your video until the end. Yeah. And I was like, what can I do to grab people's attention in the first couple seconds? I know I'll run myself over with a car. Yeah, so that's what I did. <laughs> and like, usually Kickstarter videos are like, hi, I'm Lori Calcaterra. I'm the writer creator. Here's what path of the, here's where we are. Here's what's new. Here's the art team, right? And I was like, what if I had like, comedic relief what if i had like one of the undead who was just so chaotic and was interrupting and saying crazy things and like her eye pops out at some point yeah. like <laughs> but um i learned a ton making that video about green screening and like mm -hmm. visual effects because i hadn't done a side-by-side -side before so um next time i do it it'll be even better but um, yeah if you're watching this and um you want to see the craziest welcome video on kickstarter for sure I'll watch my welcome video yeah we're definitely linking to it also they'll, they'll be able to watch it for sure but yeah i mean i was and pretty i was like blooper reel did you watch the blooper reel now that you posted on tiktok i think right yeah i did okay, but they yeah, took I the sound it. off of it they were like sound is what? too long and yeah that's why i was like there's all sorts of comments from me being upset because the um the sound the jingle in the background is from final cut studio it's not like i used any of their music yeah. And they copyright struck. They did a copyright strike because it, the time I guess is what it was. So oh I can't God. fix it, because um, it's but it's like a minute and twenty seven seconds. So I don't understand why it violates anything. I don't know. Sure, it sure. triggered something. You can't hear any of the, the the witty stuff going on. You yeah. can see me fall down a couple times. <laughs> I put like circus music in the background. <laughs> yeah. As so long as funny. it shows you get hit by that car, that was such an attention grabber in the beginning of the video. I was like, hey, what's going on now? <laughs> You're like, who, what? Oh, all yeah. right. Yeah, I'll pay attention. <laughs> and then it's oh, me man. joined by me. And you're like, what yeah. is going on? <laughs> <laughs> One of the things you're always doing for the community is making these short films. How hard is that? Oh, goodness. They're actually, um, they're quite a bit of work. <laughs> not not skill-wise, but time-wise. I think that the hardest part for me is I have all these really great ideas. And, oh, but this is great. So um, previously, uh, like one, two, and three, the short films, I have these ideas. And I, you know, you're kind of at the mercy of the people who are available. So these are like, uh, fan interaction people can say whatever they want but when i start to script them less and less people want to participate because they're camera shy right right but i found somebody for this next one so i don't have to act in it because i think people are sick of seeing my face in all these short films like <laughs> i really it's not about me it's more about the idea of what i'm trying to show you in these short films right we're enriching the story we're letting you experience more of the world that maybe Jude St. Clair can't show you because he's already on a specific path to figure out why the dead no longer die. So, you know, he might talk about, he has a journal where he keeps track of the conspiracy theories, but the second short film we did, we explored what people think actually broke death and they could say whatever they wanted. And yeah. then Ellie gets run over by a car, right? We do some kind of crazy thing always. Um, yeah. 
So yeah, so I'm really excited about this next one. I just have to line up the time where I'm available and my actors are available, but they're they're all ready to go um, where I can now just shoot the film and edit it. So I can be cameraman, director and, and editor um, without having to put myself in front of the camera, which is great. More hats to wear. You, you, you're so busy. <laughs> I do all the things, but I love these short films because yeah. it really does give an opportunity for people to participate, to see themselves in the world. And like I said, kind of explore more. Like the first one we did was a commercial for the undead retirement community. Like what yeah. the heck is that? And then we had riots. We did a shooting <laughs> and then we lit stuff on fire. I mean, hey, uh, yeah. we had a blast. And then the third one was like a psychological horror. It was this lady um, who was throwing a dinner party. And then these people kept calling to cancel and saying, but you're only hearing her side of the story, right? You're hearing right. her talk on the phone. And she's like, yeah, I have been watching the news and no, I don't care. She was just so upset that everybody was canceling. She wasn't paying attention that there's, you know, current events that are dangerous. Um, and then something happens. And of course, a lot of people die. That one was great because people had the opportunity to send in film mm -hmm. or they could send me um a picture of themselves being a dead body that's awesome <laughs> so when you when it gets to a certain part and it's very dramatic you start seeing flashes of dead bodies on the screen about 50 percent of those flashes are um actual fans that yeah. are now in the short film so that's so they're cool. fun they're a lot of fun I have zombified probably, I don't know, 25, 30 people for this next one. <laughs> oh, Jesus, you're stepping it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's like it was just it was so easy for people to participate where I was like, yeah. all you got to do is send me a selfie. And, and then I put it through like seven or eight different layers of photo filters and made them super creepy. Um, and they're all they're zombified. So uh, the next short film, we're going to tackle a day in the life of the undead. So it's going to be called Day in the Life, which is, yeah. you know, ironic because they're dead. Yeah. Right. Um, but you get to see up close and personal like this nuclear family when one of their family members dies and mm -hmm. is still there. So it's like what happens to their personal life? What happens to their finances? What happens to their their relationships with their neighbors, their friends? Um, and then, you know, this person starts to deteriorate and then wow. it gets scary. Yeah. So. That We're going to so take cool. a up close look at that. And again, you don't get that from the comic book. You might get right. snippets of it, but we don't have enough time. You oh. know what I mean? To do that. But the short and it's film. just fun. Yeah. Is the whole collection on YouTube? Yes, they're all on my YouTube channel, which is uh, at Lori Calcaterra 360. Okay. Um, you can look me up or you just look up right. Lori Calcaterra. I'm sure my channel will come up. Um, I, I put my Tuesday morning brew on there, but I have a list specifically for Path of the Pale Rider. And that's where all my short films get put. And I think like my Kickstarter videos are there. Um, the Ellie Brock one and the blooper is there. Um, I think last campaign was when I started that. So last campaign's welcome video. That's great because if you watch last campaign's video, it's just me talking and like graphics on the screen. It looks very professional. Yeah. And at the end, like I have a bloody nose and like, <laughs> and then disappear, right? And then, of course, this one is supposed to mimic that one. Like, hey, I'm Lori Calcaterra. And then, of course, Ellie shows up and just ruins everything. <laughs> yeah. Now, Tuesday Morning Brew, we've talked about it in the past, but can you remind people what that is, too? Yeah, I have a podcast where I interview indie creators like myself. Um, it's a long form, so it's a two-hour show. It's a live show. 
Um, I love it because I get to do like what you do where I, I can give people a spotlight, but I also find out like what's popping in Indy. And a lot of times, you know, we're talking about like best practices and, um, I learned so much from people that come on my show. So, um, it's important to support indie, especially if you're in the indie community. Uh, but it's a great time too, with the live audience, it gets pretty crazy at times. Um, they can say all sorts of weird things that kind of take us in a direction. Um, but I do that. Um, sometimes I'll do panel shows, I'll do launch parties. Um, sometimes I dress up like Pikachu and smash a watermelon. Ah, we just, we do fun stuff. Um, we have fun in the community because that's what it's about. If you're not having fun, why are you here? Exactly. (laughs) Right. So I'm going to have links to the YouTube channel and everything podcast. You guys can subscribe and follow everything up on that too. Thank you. But that's the entire energy of, of everything you're making, Lori, is this idea that like, hey, you know what? Let's try it out. What the hell? That's, you know, and, and it's so fun. fun to be a part of that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm having fun doing this. And that's the whole draw of Path of the Pale Rider. It's a comic book. We do riddles on the back cover, which yeah. take you to places in the real world. Um, that last issue, I did a QR scavenger hunt. QR code scavenger hunt. Yeah. It was It's hilarious. There's um there's trailers for movies that like influence Path of the Pale Rider like Tombstone, Quick and the Dead, um Good Bad and the Ugly. Um there's <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a ton of good movies on there. Then there's zombie yeah. stuff like Night of the Living Dead, Train to Busan. Um then there's just like there's action movies. Um What's the one Stephen Chow movie? Where that's Kung Kung Fury, Kung Fury. I want to say. I just saw them too. There's Book of Eli, which is really good. Book of Eli is in there. I have Equilibrium in there. Um, There's anime, so there's Akira. There's Attack on Titan. Um, Oh, I'm just finishing that one up. (laughs) Attack on Titan. Such a good. It's so good. Yeah, the finale is going to be like next month, so I'm really happy. I know. It's (laughs) like I need to go back and rewatch last season because we were all so mad when it was like here's Aaron coming into the phone. What is going? And then they just ended it. And we we're like, we, your last episode was a flashback. I need them to redeem Aaron so bad because boy, that character's killing me right now. But yeah. It's Mikasa's <laughs> fault. It's Mikasa's fault, man. He gave her an out where he was like, you know, tell, it was like that moment where she had the, the chance to tell him that she loves him and how she feels about him and that he's worth something. And <sighs> she didn't. And now he's just going ham. So... <laughs> <sighs> so the, yeah that last part's got a lot of answering to do because i'm right so, oh, i was like good lord <laughs> so anyway um, that's in there there's also yeah. like um the swedish chef making hot sauce i think i have a he-man singing away um there's rick there's a rick roll there's there's funny stuff in there too but yeah. one of them frank is another short film from yours truly Ooh, and it's only one? like i think it's like maybe a minute a minute and a half Mm-hmm. But it's bonus material from the world of Path of the Pale Rider. And again, it just enriches the story. Yeah. And it's like you're in the world and you just discovered a hidden video from oh, nice. sources unknown. Okay. You know what I mean? And what does yeah. it show you? You know what I mean? And it's yeah. hidden on YouTube so no one can search yeah. it. It's not like if you look Don't at my YouTube videos, that. it wasn't, it's not there. You yeah. have to scan the QR code to find it. Yeah. Um, so it's fun. And then and after that, always, we do the short films, right? Right. And there's always the catch up, by the way. I just want to make sure people understand like, oh, I, I wish I was a part of, you know, three or whatever. There's the catch up tier every time you guys can catch up on all of it. It's oh. so worth doing. So make sure you do that. Yes. And I want to, I forgot to tell you this, the, we're building a poker deck, 
right? Uh, yeah, I saw um, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, I love cards. I collect yeah. real fancy decks of cards. So this is just like, it's totally me, right? Um, but we are building a Path of the Pale Rider deck of cards. And every 50 backers, um, we release a new card. So yeah. if anybody missed the card we got last time, because again, I came up with it like halfway through the campaign. So we only released one. Um, but the King of Hearts is in the add-ons. Yeah. So okay. if you're ever behind on the poker cards, I will always have them available to add on. Um, just so who wants a 42 card deck because you missed, you know what I mean? You're right. Exactly. No, yeah. no. Um, so you can always get those. You can get like metal covers from previous issues. You can get all the cool swag in the add-ons. Yeah. The choose your own adventure is always there. That one's, that one's fun too. Yeah. The deck of cards is perfect. Cause I use a deck of cards as my bookmarks. So oh, that's perfect for me. Yeah. So I'm like, boom, that'll be my, that'll be my path uh, bookmarks right there. <laughs> from there the, you go. <laughs> Wait till we get to the Dwayne Fink ones. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I got to have that Jude St. Clair. I don't have that one yet. So I'll be grabbing that for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. You need that one. Cause that's the, that's like the inaugural one, right? That was the yeah, first one. Um, All right. So we have metal covers this round and you were saying that you only have a few left of those ones, correct? Right. So you can get them on this campaign. Um, one, as an, yeah. So we started the metal covers with campaign number two. So mm -hmm. two, three, and four, it's built into the campaign. We didn't have one for issue number one, but there's an add-on on this campaign if you wanted to get metal for number one. I actually dropped the price on those. Yeah. Um, they were running for $100 on campaign two and three. They're 75 yeah. on this one for both four and well, I think all the metals, actually, you can add them on for 75 as opposed to 100. Yeah. But then we're laying those to rest. Um, we're doing the trade paperback. And then when we pick up with issue number five, we're going to do wooden covers. I that I can't tell you how excited I am about that. I, I love the wooden cover idea. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, it makes perfect sense for this story because, again, we're done with the past. We're moving forward in the story. We're back with Jude St. Clair and Dwayne yeah. Fink. And things just go nuts. It's very much like Western apocalypse. And that wooden grainy cover is mm. just going to fit so nicely with the story. So I'll have to make sure like um, when Marco does his cover that it would lend to the, oh, the wooden cover. Right. Because yeah. what he's doing right now, I don't know if you've noticed, is beautiful in the metals because it's so colorful um, and it just pops right off. It's so and I don't know if you have any metal covers, but when they print them, the colors are kind of in the background. And then they print it again with the black lines and the black lines are raised. You can feel it. It's yeah. really neat. Where can people head if they want to get on this uh, Path of the Pale Rider train? Oh, we got all sorts of all sorts of stuff. So yeah. if you want to take a look at the Kickstarter, we have a short link. It's really easy. It's pale-rider.com. And then I'll take you right to the Kickstarter. Um I also, um, if you keep scrolling, it'll show you a recap of every issue. Um, there's pictures of me and the team. It has pictures of all the riddles and there's links to all the short films that you can watch it actually on the Kickstarter page. Yeah. Um, when we're not running a campaign, you can always go to the website. It's www.pathofthepalewriter.com. Um, and that I'll have information. I hate updating that website. So it's maybe not always caught up. <laughs> But if you like social media, because who doesn't, um, we're on all the social medias. But the the one that gets the most attention is the Facebook group. 
I have a page, which I use for advertising. That's not it. The group. You have to answer one question to get in, which is, do you like comics? Um, But it just, it keeps the scammers out, right? Right, of course. If they don't answer the question, there's just delete. Um, But yeah, we do polls in there. We have shenanigans. They get updated first before all the other socials. Um, Instagram and TikTok is at path of the pill writer with an underscore between all those words. And I'm, I have regrets because it's so stinking long. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, let's see on X I'm at path pale writer and on threads, I'm at Lori Calcaterra. I have an Instagram that's at Lori Calcaterra as well. You can, you can find me just by, uh, if you look up Lori Calcaterra or path of the pill writer, yeah. you will find me. We're the only path of the pill writer out there. We're going to have links to all that in the description guys. But I want to make sure you guys go to that Facebook group. It's super active. And check yeah. out the TikTok. The TikTok's a lot of fun. That's, that's, that's. I that's post so spot. much shenanigans there. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Gotta have fun like when we it. smashed a pumpkin. No, we smashed a watermelon. That's one of our stretch goals every campaign. Um, yeah. It's called the Slice and Dice. So I pull the backers and the fans and I let them decide what weapon of destruction I'm going to use. And then they got to name the watermelon this time. Oh, that's and they brutal. Named it, they named it King Joffrey Baratheon. Oh, good. Oh Actually, God, I'm for it. Hilarious, right? <laughs> oh, and I have a story about that. So, yeah. So um, I have a show called the Tuesday Morning Brew every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And um, I dressed up as Pikachu. Why? I don't know, because it was fitting. And then I, I sliced the heck out of King Joffrey Baratheon. And then um, one of the fans had actually suggested a weapon outside of the poll, and it was a soup can in a sock. Okay. Straight up prison weapon. Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) That had a great radius of destruction. So we did that. And uh, now King Joffrey Baratheon is currently growing in my lawn. That's... House Lannister never dies. <laughs> it's, like, it's here for revenge. And I was like, yeah. should I be afraid? <laughs> yeah. Gotta be pretty determined to grow in the grass. <laughs> like seriously, nope. that's pretty good. <laughs> uh one of your stretch goals I want to make sure to shout out real quick too before we go is giant indie uh, PDF bundle. Yes. Can you tell me about this? Because I know Ray's we talked to a few of these comic book writers, but I mean it's just such a great idea. I love this because everybody wins on this. Um, the backers win because they get an additional 15 other comics. Crazy. PDF, right? So instant. So as soon as we finish our comic and, uh, it's gotten through editing, we, we send out the PDF right at the same time we go to print. So Mm -hmm. people are really, you know, on the edge of their seat, wanting to know what happens next. They could read that PDF, but along with our PDF, they get the other 15 comics. So you get yeah. to find all sorts of good stuff in there. There's all ages, there's horror, there's suspense, there's action, superhero. It's just crazy. And um, people were coming out of the woodwork to volunteer their books. Someone was like, here's all 40 of my series. And I was like, no, 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 no. That's not how this works, dude. <laughs> we need a teaser. That's it. <laughs> One. <laughs> yeah, it's but um, the backers win too, because the Physical backers are usually the only ones that get those stretch goals. Mm-hmm. Now the the digital backers can get them too. Yeah. Um, I have international backers in Germany and Australia and kind of all over the place. Uh, and uh, they get this benefit as well. So everybody gets to participate. And then um, 
hopefully they find something new and follow some of these other indie creators who are so yes. wonderful and working very hard as well. Um, and I just get to have a blast getting all the new comics too. I'm like, I haven't read this one. <laughs> yeah. And there's, there's some of them I haven't recognized yet. I'm like, oh, okay, that's uh, well, What can we get this one? You know? So that's pretty cool. I'm loving, loving that. Yeah. I try to switch them around. I have a yeah. few that I keep on there all the time because they're my buddies, but like, um, what is it? The Nava hearts is new. Dusk is new. Um, Slaughterville is new. I've already read it. I'm a backer on that one, but it's a great yeah. one. Um, and I'm glad that everybody else gets to read it too. A mother's whisper is super warped. Um, that was new oh, last yeah. time. And, uh, if you like horror, this one will shake you a little bit. Um, dragon child is a great all ages. Um, what else? I there's haven't seen all, ink before. All, is ink new? Ink was on new last campaign. Okay. That one's great. He's a superhero that has all these tattoos. Mm-hmm. I, I, you got to read it. <laughs> oh, I will be. I, I, the Nave of Heart caught my eye right away. So I'm like, okay, so that one for sure. I'm looking yeah. forward to it, guys. Man, guys, night. we got to hit those stretch goals. Start getting over there. I know. <laughs> right. So we hit that one pretty quickly because yes. that's like right after we fund, right? It's less yeah. than 500 bucks from where we fund. Yeah. Um, so the next ones, there's two of them that we could, it just depends on how the backers come in. Mm-hmm. So the next one for the poker cards is 100 and we have 81 backers. So we're on our way to that one to getting another poker card. And then the next stretch goal will be 5,500. And what are we at? I think that's the koozies that I made. So it's oh, really cool. cool. There's black or white ones and they have like our iconic skull uh, with the X on the forehead. Yeah, which is color. also on the new trucker hats. Right. Right. Which is on the trucker hats. Um, Everybody likes this hat that I wear. And I just made it for myself. And I wasn't really all that skilled at it. Like it needs some work. (laughs) But um, I'm going to have they're going to be made professionally. So but it'll be this pattern. um, And that's what people wanted. I usually pull the backers and I say, okay, what are you looking for in this next campaign? Because I switch stuff out. But I might need to do another batch of hot sauce, man. Um, I did 24 bottles. I I only got two left. Um, they actually sell more at comic book stores and at cons than they did on the Kickstarter. I think I had nine people back the hot sauce, but like everybody at the table is like, I want this. (laughs) It's just a fun idea. Yeah. Might as well. Something you didn't expect to pick up at the comic book shop, you know? So that's pretty cool. Right. Oh my gosh. (laughs) This, I went to geek out in Burleson and one of their employees bought a bottle and then they had lunch. So he opened it and they all had some. They're all like, excuse me. I was like, yeah. yeah. They're like, how much for the hot sauce? I'm like, <laughs> like, how many do you want? They're like, all of them. All right. Yeah. yeah. So now I only have thought you were making comic books. You're actually opening up a hot sauce I'm company. <laughs> going to be in the hot sauce business from here yeah. on out. <laughs> all right, Lori. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show again. And I can't wait to talk to you for about this trade coming up. But uh, guys, make sure you yeah. head over to... Uh, all the links in the description and get yourself in on this campaign. Obviously, it's a fun community to be a part of, and I'm so happy about it. Thank you again. Thank you again, Frank. Thanks for having me on. And again, your show is the best. I love it here. <laughs> I appreciate it. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>